0: We talked about kind of like the the company background. You know, we we talked about music and all kinds of fun stuff. And we even talked about uh, support and development and all that. But now we should talk about some technical stuff. So, um, like, let's talk about data. So when when we as MSPs uh, sign up for HoneyCRM, you know, you're going to say, why don't you import all of your contacts, you know, upload a CSV, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, or if, you know, we can connect it with Autotask and, and ConnectWise, right? So um, so you might just be able to do an import from one of the PSAs. That's correct. So when we do that, you're going to get um, what I... Think is PII, personally identifying information. So you're going to get name, address, phone number, email address, uh, and whatever else people keep in their PSAs. I know some people, you know, when they're when they're using their PSA like a CRM, because why have multiple products? Um, they will put all kinds of stuff in there about each end user, like kids' names, anniversary dates, birth dates mm-hmm. um, just so that way they can have a conversation with that end user and make it sound like they care. And they do, but there's, you know, sometimes hundreds or thousands of end users, so you got to keep track of everything, right? So right. where's all of that stored?
1: So we use Microsoft Azure servers, and we use them, you know, of course, have different different places where they reside, um, of course, for like, you know, just backup and uh, data recovery purposes. So um, yeah, we use we use them and we, we follow uh, all their compliances that, you know, they have as Microsoft. So that makes that, you know, staying compliant pretty easy, but um, we also have the advantage of just uh, as far as security goes and keeping your data safe um, combined about almost 60 years from all the founders of uh, of Digital and also Honey, same founders um, that have cybersecurity and uh, just MSP experience. They've worked in MSPs, just been in the industry, um, have experience. And we're always in front of information like that. That's you know things are always changing. You're always having to adapt, and we're able to you know, have a big advantage there, just to be able to always be in front of that information, so we can make those uh, you know adaptations just proactively,
0: right? Excellent. So because you're in Azure, you've got, you know, multiple data centers and you're probably doing some type of uh, disaster recovery backups and setting up redundancy and all that. So even if uh, this entire uh, Azure site, like in we'll, we'll call it New Jersey, goes down, you, you can pick it up in Chicago or, or one of the other ones.
1: Yeah, exactly. They have them all over the okay. place. I wish I wish I knew exactly which ones. Um, I think their biggest data one is data centers in California, but yeah, they're all over the place.
0: And, and I just want to, before we go much farther, I want to clarify guys that, um, Andrew is at the end of the day, business development. So he's a sales guy, right? So I'm going to be asking him some, some technical questions. I was nice enough to warn him what some of these questions were so that way he could get the answers for for some of these, okay um, because I, I you know I don't want to make him look or or make honey CRM look like a you know bad person bad company um, usually no <laughs> all right. so um, but but you know when when we talk about all this data, um, we also got to talk about the fact that you have excuse <clears> me <throat> customers, MSPs that are possibly all over the globe, right? You don't just work with people in the United States.
1: Correct, yeah. Just I think we're in 29 countries right now.
0: That's amazing. So with that, um do do you do you offer like data sovereignty? So, for example, if somebody in EU doesn't want or can't have their data living on a server outside of the EU, can you guarantee that type of stuff?
1: We we do not actually. Um, the The EU is probably one of the places that is the most challenging uh, right now because uh, because of things like that. They have very strict compliance laws over there. So we do have some users over there, but. Um, but yeah, we we don't have the option for them now.
0: Okay, um, is that something that you guys will eventually pursue?
1: Yeah, I mean, eventually we're gonna give. If you wanted to even host it on your own server, eventually we'll give you that capability. You know, you can even host it That's on your own. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, but it's just not available right now.
0: That's very awesome. Sticking with the the data, one last one that I can think of, and for those of you watching live. Feel free to pop in some questions. Don't be shy. So how do you test your backups? Because, I mean, you guys make backups, right?
1: Yeah. So I actually asked this question to uh, to the devs whenever I saw that this would be possibly a topic of conversation. Um, they told me a very simple answer. They said that Microsoft, with whatever we have with them, whatever plan and you know we have with them, it automatically includes that and it's just constantly backing up. Like backing up data. And, you know, we're, and they also said that at any point, any time, any day, if we wanted to, uh, if we completely went off offline and we wanted to get back online, we'd be able to in real time, just get all the data that we had up until the point that the, uh, the servers went down or the, or the site went down. So, um, with my, my hope. yeah, yeah. So that was, that was the answer that I got because <laughs> I didn't know what it is. Um,
0: so that's, that's good, but that unfortunately only answers half of the question. Ah. So a good MSP doesn't just back up the data. Mm-hmm. They will test a restore to verify that the backups are working because they can actually restore the data. Because there have been too many times where we back something up and we don't actually test restore And then when an emergency happens, um, the backups, oh crap, they don't actually work. Like it's backing up data, but for whatever reason, it doesn't have integrity or, uh, the restore process hangs or breaks or whatever, right? Like there's so many reasons a backup recovery won't work. So that's the part that I'm asking about. Um, well.
1: Again, you warned me about this technical question. I I wish I knew a better answer, and I was more on that side of things. Um, It's honestly not a question I really get a lot whenever I'm talking about honey. Actually, I don't know if I've ever gotten it. So, yeah, apologies for not being
0: more prepared for that. But uh, I, I get it, man. I I'm thorough. <laughs> Which it should, it should be.
1: i mean if you were an msp at one point well you still have an msp right but or, or i think you do i don't know um but i know that at one point you were running your own msp and that's one thing about msps is that they're very very thorough and i'm surprised that question hasn't come up for that reason you know but uh but there's all sorts of questions i'll hear new questions i've never heard before probably every week and i'm just like that's a good one. I, I'm going to find out about that because sometimes it's very technical, you know, and that's just not my nature.
0: No problem. All right. Now let's talk about some compliance type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Will you sign a BAA? We do not. We don't sign that. Okay. But you know what a BAA is?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta ask. Gotta ask. Yeah. All right. It came it came up before with, uh, with somebody that, you know, has to, Follow HIPAA compliances and stuff. So,
0: yeah. So, and I I think the the real reason that you don't sign a BAA is because we should not be storing EPHI in a CRM for our MSP practice.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, this platform is meant to do marketing and and prospecting, and um, you shouldn't keep any sensitive client, you know, like documents, like in patient documents, in there. Um, and even if there's, there's a feature in honey that allows you to keep all the back and forth communications, but if you had to go as far as even cutting that off, that option off so that you don't, uh, you know, release or just have any sensitive information that they gave to you in an email, then that's something you might have to do. Right. Um, cause we still do have MSPs that, that, that do healthcare that use honey. They just, um, I guess they don't see it as, as a problem, uh, and I don't know. I don't know why that would be, but we have we definitely have some that use it.
0: Okay. Um, so no BAA, that's fine. And what about like your your data centers? Do you? We're, we're, well, obviously, if it's Azure, <laughs> they're they're pretty dang compliant. Um, <laughs> bacon, yeah. avocado, and arugula. Really, Anthony? Um, not. Yeah. I got some. I got some interesting people that watch these. Let me tell you. Um, so the data centers themselves are compliant because it's Azure. Um, is there anything that you guys like should be doing in addition to Azure when it comes to like you know ISO twenty seven thousand and one or SOC or any of those types of uh, compliance to make MSPs happy?
1: Yeah, so the I think this will be a simple and short answer for me as well, just because I uh, I won't you know I don't have uh, super in depth knowledge about all these things, but um, I do know that we follow all these compliances, we follow, and, and again, like I said, we have the the um, ability to just have or um, we have the luxury of having people that have been in an industry for a combined almost six years. You know, our founders have been, so they are able to stay compliant with even anything that comes up that's new. Um, but, uh, we don't have the thing that's missing for us is if we had the proof. I would love to just show you, right. Rather than tell you, but, um, we don't have the independent audit that has been done yet to give us the proof. Right. Um, I think that just hasn't come yet because we are at it's such an early stage of our, of our development. And this is, like I said, two months ago is whenever we started, um, just being under honey only. Right. So, um, the thing, the thing I will say, will say is that we follow all of those compliances, um, and <laughs> nothing's as good as like you know just having the written proof and everything. Yeah. But but yeah, I can tell you that you're you know you wouldn't be out of compliance using Honey unless you're okay. storing like client HIPAA, unless, uh, stuff unless stuff unless the
0: MSP is doing it wrong. Got it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and hey, you know. Uh, I hate to say it, but there are quite a few MSPs doing it wrong. Um, that's, that's just how it goes. Um, and and again, for those of you that are like popping in late. Uh, This is Andrew Crespo-Roman, and he is business development for Honey CRM. He's not a technical person, so he's answering these questions to the best of his ability. And uh, we already spoke about kind of like the the company history and that type of stuff. And right now we're talking about some more technical details. Um, So let's talk about security. Do you offer 2FA or MFA for us to log into Honey?
1: We do not. We don't have that. Why not? Um, just has not been developed. Um, it has come up as a request before, but not more times than I can count on one hand from what I've, from what I've spoken to. Um, and yeah, it's just not something we have. It's something else that we want to have for sure. Especially once, uh, we just really, really roll things out and we start actually doing marketing for our software. Like I said, we grew organically up until this point. Um, but once we start getting more and more users, it's just going to be something that I know is going to come on more and more. And we already have it on the yes. roadmap.
0: Yeah. Okay, good. Because I was, I was going to say, um, it better be on the roadmap because, I mean, even MailChimp has 2FA, man. I agree. Um, and and I think at this point, there is absolutely nothing wrong with uh, what I like to call paranoid level security. Mm-hmm. It's it's just yeah, I mean it's it's with everything getting hacked these days, everything under the sun, um, you just can't be too careful. So I, I hope that with that being on your roadmap, I hope it's like close to the top of the list.
1: It it is for sure. It's I mean it's something that's happening this year, along with the other things that are happening this year. So so yeah, this coming.
0: I I also think it would be super neato if you guys would work on single sign-on so that way it's um, it's able to integrate with either uh, Azure uh, Microsoft uh, 365 platform or mm-hmm. with Google G suite, I believe they can even do single sign-on. Mm-hmm. So if, if you did something like that, that would also help uh, MSPs know that things are a little more secure.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, I'm going to add, in, like I said, every time that we hear a request, we add it and it doesn't take much to actually make it to where it gets pushed even higher up on the priority list, right? Um, and this counts as one. If I see any more in the comments, I'll count that as one too. So uh, just keep, keep checking them off, you know?
0: So for those of you uh, in the comments section, Anthony, I did see your question. We are going to get to that. Um, but... If, if there's anything uh, that you feel like they need to have when it comes to that security stuff, please, please pop pop that in. 2FA is table stakes. I don't think I understand what that means.
1: I'm glad I'm doing one. <laughs> I don't understand it either.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm thinking he just means it's super important.
1: That's, that's Maybe just a for term. It's kind of just I got. We'll go with that
0: yeah um, all right, but let's let's talk about the the product itself like um, with with you developing this um, yes, baseline for security, 100 percent, Anthony, 100 percent. So you guys developing this, have you developed this with kind of security at the forefront of your mind? So for example, do you have an API
1: open API?
0: No yes. Okay. Do you have a closed API?
1: I mean, I don't. I don't even. Is that the <laughs> phrase?
0: Like, I, what do you think? I don't know. You, you you definitely made sure it was an open one. So I wanted to ask about. Yeah. One.
1: <laughs> well, that's the phrase I've heard. Right. Hey, do you have an open user API? Do you have an open user API? I've heard that actually a lot in the last like uh, I think I think just in the last about six months. I feel like I've heard it multiple times. So another thing, you know, you just keep adding these things to the roadmap, but yeah.
0: Well, I would I would say that uh, for now I'm actually okay that you don't have an API just because that's one more thing that can get hacked, right? Um, mm. So when you guys do build out that A- API, I-, I think it is important to have one because um, you know there are only so many things that you guys can integrate with at once. Right. But maybe we use some silly tool that we think is awesome. And we're right, and you're wrong, right? So we we would love to just API code some things and and get the two talking. Um, I the thing with, that. with I mean, that, though is,
1: yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I, I agree. We're you know this is we're in a technical industry, obviously, and there's a lot of people that want to just make it more and more technical. You know, they want to tie more things mm-hmm. to it. So I think it's it's very uh, pretty much a thing that we should have just because of the industry that we're in alone, right? Just an option, yes, yeah,
0: and this is not a security product, so I'm not going to ask about some of the other security things. Um, so I think now is the best time for us to talk about pricing. If I want Honey CRM and I'm a cheapskate and I think MailChimp is wonderful, how okay. disappointed am I going to be?
1: I don't think you'd be very disappointed. It's, I think, the like some of the price points on Mailchimp are much higher than the highest price point that we have. It just depends on the amount of contacts you want to Mailchimp, right? So, sure. um,
0: so I get 2000 with for free.
1: Oh, you do. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember how their pricing structure was, but ours used to be kind of similar to where we priced by the amount of contacts you had just whenever we were very much just email marketing. But now that we have other things in there, we've priced it differently. Um, so, we price anywhere from ninety nine dollars to two forty nine or four ninety nine those are our three tiers, and okay. all of them have different features that are unlocked you know based off of you know what tier you're you're in and um there's also um users so like on the very lowest tier you get one user for free and then it's just like twenty dollars if you want to add another user um any any more users twenty dollars per user and then the highest tier doesn't have any limit for users or contacts. None of them actually have limits for contacts anymore. Um, you can upload as many contacts as you want uh, into any tier.
0: Excellent. I'm, I'm just going to throw that up on the screen. He oh, lied to you guys. There are four tiers. <laughs> <Because> <laughs>
1: there's there's free a free tier. one. Yeah.
0: There's a free one.
1: That is the best price. I don't know why I left that one out.
0: So, But, but let's talk about that for a second. A free tier, like... Yeah, we'll give you Honey CRM for free, but with 25 contacts. Like, really? What? Why bother?
1: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like for testing it, right? You can test it yeah, out. But
0: <laughs> like, you know, there's there's the people that like, you know, if, if you'd give us like, I don't know, 500 contacts, like, still not as many as Mailchimp was given away for free, right? But now we're talking about a solution that we're we're like able to dip our toes in. And then you're able to actually kind of captivate us, right? Because yeah. isn't, isn't that the goal? It's, it's to like trick people into like staying with you. You want to be sticky.
1: So <laughs> I don't know about, if, I don't know about tricking nobody, but I will say, well, I will say that, you know, we used to that's have what MSPs things. do <laughs> to <laughs> Easter home, man. But what? You know, I think whenever we, I talked to you like two years ago, I think whenever I first started with Honey, and at that point we still had the, you know, per con, you know, how many contacts you want to manage, a uh, pricing model and everything. And our free package, since we had just started, we wanted to just do something very enticing to get people to join was 500 free contacts. And just yes. like you said, 500. Um, what we found with that was that most MSPs, especially that just what we see, right? I mean, we we ha- we see 3,000 of them. We don't see the hundreds of thousands that there is. They're not very good at having lists or gathering contacts or, or something. I don't know if it's because, it was because so many of them grew organically, so they didn't see the necessity for it, or sometimes they're just outdated. But um, we got to we gotta make money too, right? We got to run the business and, and make money. And whenever we had a 500, it was like most people wouldn't even use half of those contacts because they just didn't have them. So we put it at a point where it's still very affordable, $99 a month. It's month to month. It's not like it's like you're signing a year or something. You get a discount if you sign for a year, but, um, or if you sign up for a year, but, um, but yeah, 25 contacts should give you, um, you know, the, the feel for it. Um, and just to manage, you know, like, uh, like just list segmentation and being able to send out campaigns and seeing how that works and stuff. But, um, I will say we also have, uh, some trials that we run, uh, in honey. So, um, right. There's going to be one in May that we're doing. Um, we're not going to actually, um, we're not going to actually do it for free, but we're making it to where you can try the pro out for the first month, you know, at an 80% discount. And that'll just let you know whether you kind of like it or not. Um, you know, like within a month, you should get a really good feel for it, but you know, it takes months to gather, you know, data on top of data in a platform, of course. Um, and and yeah, you'll be able to try it out for the price of the lowest tier for the first month. You'll get an eighty percent discount for uh, it'll be four ninety nine, and uh, after that. But uh, then you'll be able to determine, you know, this is the right tool. I, I, do I need all these things that come with the pro? Or can I just downgrade or cancel altogether if it doesn't seem like the right fit for you, right? But that's going to be going on in May.
0: And, and obviously, I've got to play devil's advocate here with you, right? So please, I'm going to beat you up do. on price. Um, All right. So, so when, we look, when we look at this, I'm seeing, you know, there's, uh, I think you've got silly names, by the way. Warm Up, Contender, Pro, come on. You don't like them? <laughs> you don't like them? <laughs> I'm not a sports guy I you know um no they're they're perfectly fine. I'm just giving you a hard time so um when I look at between free and warm up yeah like the only difference between these two is with with warm up for a hundred dollars a month, I can now have twenty six contacts, yeah like I mean, that's what or, I see or thousands, right <laughs> or thousands yeah, but I can have twenty six um. And then when I see okay, the next the next level up contender. So now we're talking two fifty a month. Mm-hmm. And now we get two extra features, limited marketing content, and a landing page builder, mm-hmm. which isn't soon. even out yet. Right. So you're charging us two and a half times as much for right now limited marketing content.
1: Yeah. So let me explain to you what that means by limited because on the pro package, um, what? well, let me just tell you what you get with the contender. So with the contender, you get um, eBooks, you get white papers, you get um, all of the email marketing templates, you get um, including graphical and non-graphical, and you get some MP4 videos that you could you know, take and edit if you want. Um, with the uh, 499 with the pro, Um, one of the main differences there is that we actually will build some landing pages for you. Like we will, will, you know, since we still have the agency side, we will build landing pages for you, you know, like uh, one a month basically is what it will come out to. Um, And then with uh, the other bigger differences are obviously the features on the pro plan, but you don't get all the content. We just don't build the landing pages for you with the contender. Um, But you get pretty much close to 90% of it, you know? So you can still get a lot of content in there. So um it's uh it's intellectual property at the end of the day, right? You're able to use it if you sign up for our services or for our, our um our plans, but um but at the end of the day, it's a lot it's hundreds of pieces of intellectual property we're releasing to you. So that's where that price comes in, you
0: know? Okay. And with with this, so I just want to be clear. So you you keep mentioning the landing pages that you'll build build if right. if we do the the four ninety nine. So right. when this gets launched, we will be able to build our own landing pages. We won't need you. No offense.
1: Yeah, that's correct. So that marketing content thing won't be. will be able to take the limited off. You know what I mean? So you'll get just the marketing content we have available because um, right now there's templates for everything. Um, you'll even have templates for landing pages whenever that's launched.
0: You know? I, I would honestly get rid of the word limited and add another item in the bullet list that says like one custom built landing page a month mm-hmm. and put X's all the way through until you get to pro. Because when I see limited here, I'm thinking like, OK, so they're going to give us like three email templates and I got to pay this one to get all the white papers and all the other stuff that's listed on the website.
1: Gotcha. It doesn't give you the impression that you'd be getting hundreds of pieces of content, like I just said. Yeah, it,
0: yeah, it really doesn't. This makes me feel like I'm I'm getting a limited amount of marketing content. I feel like a landing page that you guys are building custom built is not this. And it's, and it's not this either. I think it's mm. somewhere else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um, I see what you're saying, man. It's good feedback.
0: So what are marketing plans? So, I know what a normal marketing plan is. What's your marketing plan?
1: Well, I'll I'll show you some of that later when we get into the demo, um, but I'll just explain to you now. So a marketing plan is just taking a thread of emails. So instead of just taking like one template or something, you take a template that has, uh, say, maybe uh, like four emails for a whole month. Um, and then you'll be able to go to your calendar inside of honey. Just pick the date you want to start and then it'll schedule the rest out for uh, the dates, you know, that you have. So like if it's like a week apart for each one, it'll set it up for those dates. Um, and then the only things left to do on the marketing plans depends on which ones you're using. If you make, um, you know, if you customize some of your own, like from the templates, you can have it be even more ready upfront, but, uh, you should just have to uh, sometimes link some, uh, white papers or some collateral. And then click schedule and, you know, typically just be able to set up like a month's worth of marketing within, um, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 or 20 minutes, you know. So that's what a marketing plan is. It just makes it a lot easier and it gives you a chronological order of campaigns rather than just having to tie a bunch of different templates together,
0: you know. Okay. And journeys. If you just talk journeys.
1: Yeah. Journeys is uh, some people refer to them as drip. It just depends on the platform. But it's uh, it's automation. So basically, you're sending out marketing email. In this example, you know you'd be sending out a marketing email, and then you would tie some conditions to it. It would say, uh, if they, in this case, open the email, then I want them to get this follow up. If they don't, I want them to get this follow up. Then you can tie automations to also your follow ups, and then um, you can tie things like if they do, you know, go all the way down this path in this journey. Um, then I want them to now get assigned to this sales rep and the sales rep will get a notification that they've been assigned a lead. Uh I want at this point, this journey, if they've gone this far for them to get a call. So you assign a call to a, to a sales rep. Um And then you can also do things like automatic lead qualifying, like uh, automatically moving them into a list or a category, you know, and that, uh, that is more fitting because of the point that they're at with their, you know, with their marketing journey. And, um, things like changing their statuses, you know, to just like for funnel management, just so you know, like at what point in the funnel that they're in and, um, and yeah, just to name a few things, that's what journeys are just automating your marketing and sales processes.
0: Okay. And, um, premium support.
1: Yeah. So the premium support is, um, since we're, so so things like building landing pages for you, uh, we'll help you if you want to hook them up to your website, or just hook them up to a domain that you own, like a subdomain. Um, we'll help you do that type of stuff. Um, we also, with premium support, um, offer some uh, some training, like for sales um, and just marketing best practices. We'll, you know, we'll give you those type of things and those practices. Uh, we'll even like give you some of the resources we have, but with uh, with the premium support. It's much more of, uh, you know, we're kind of helping you build your strategy because you have what we believe is everything that you need. Um, you know, when it comes to like landing pages and everything, we're giving you all those things. You're not expected to have to go outside to get any of them, right? Um, and we're helping you put a strategy together for all of them, you know, because like landing pages, I do think that's a, that's a, a, you know, I don't think you need to have them to have success for sure, but I think you'll have more success if like they're just in, in your whole marketing, you know, strategy, you know. Got it. All
0: yeah. right. Now I see three features on here that are still coming soon. Yeah. Um, calling, well, yeah, there's, texting. There's four actually. Well, we already talked about the landing page builder from right, right, right. the, uh, What what's that one? The, the contender. So mm-hmm. there's calling, texting, and a proposal builder. Mm-hmm. So right. calling and texting, I mean, are you basically saying that, we're porting our phone number over to honey,
1: yeah, you can use your phone number and you can use it to text. You can use it to uh, you know you'll be able to track the text the same way you'd be able to track emails to see if people took a call to action or opened it or anything. Cool thing with text is that it gets like ninety percent open rates, like just crazy high open rates you know um, mm-hmm. email does not usually get that high, so um with with calling uh, you will be able to just click a button on someone's profile. Or just like on the table, if you just have the table view, and you'll be able to click a button and it'll automatically log the call, of course, but you can also have it um, you can also have it to where it'll record the call and transcribe it in the text, so you just have more detail as to what that call you know was about, and it's just the things that were talked about on that
0: call you know so. and and I'm sorry i I think I missed it, so are we porting our phone number over to you?
1: Yeah, you can use your phone number. You can just—I'm um, not sh- I think I don't know if it'd be considered like an integration, but there's just some way where you can use your phone number to do the texting and the dialing, right? Got
0: it. Okay. So we may still need to pay for our phone service, but you're giving us the ability to use our um, our phone number, so that way we don't have to use some funky number.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, there's there's going to be a native you know, system for dialing in Honey. But there should also be uh, some integrations that you can do, like for just some of the main providers out there. Okay.
0: And proposal builder. Is that just what it seems like it is? Where we're using Honey CRM to build a proposal to send to our client?
1: That's right, yeah. The intention is just to be able to build a neat and just very professional looking uh, proposal and then also be able to send it out and have it get signed and then track back into honey once it's all signed and everything so that's a that's the intention
0: all right and do you see yourselves making it to where it's like integrating with distributors and and doing um like tech data and ingram and Cinex and all that to to pull current pricing or is it more just a here's a way to build a proposal if you don't have one over?
1: no that's a that's a great question um I feel like I'd be revealing something that I told you I don't want to reveal just yet. If I told you, but with one of the partnerships we have going, on, you said you already said you had a hunch, right? So again, it's something that is not solidified yet. So uh, I mean, it's ninety nine percent the way there. Just you know, don't want to jinx it. So, um, so yeah, it's you, you're probably going to have much more in depth data than just being able to just build a proposal. Uh, it's very likely that'll happen because of a partnership we have going. So that's all I can say.
0: <laughs> okay. So I feel like that uh, takes care of pricing and features. Um, and, and I think the next thing that we should do is a demo. Now, for those of you that are, are just listening on the podcast, uh, the best way for you to get to the demo is to watch this on YouTube. And it'll start at about the one hour, two minute mark. Hey, thanks for listening to part two. Be sure to check back tomorrow for the next episode.